What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 107 of the Game Explained Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined this week by Tom Arnold. As currently, John is asleep, uh, Ash is away in Japan, and Andre is exhausted from putting together our Smash discussion, our Smash Weekly discussion. So it was basically just the two of us left, and I've been kind of gone. Like I say, as always, I'm your host, but I missed two weeks in a row, which is, oh, my heart. <laughs> yep, and I, uh, I was campaigning hard for the Ash say goodbye every time. So don't <laughs> <laughs> wait, did he not yeah, say goodbye it... when it, like because of my ban uh, on him or because I just didn't uh, put stuff on? Because I did see a few people the one week like, why don't you like why don't you let say Ash say goodbye? Uh, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, hey, it took too long. Well, I think one of them is just so out of habit he couldn't say goodbye, and then I. I asked him, you know, I was like, Ash, one guy, one patron specifically asked for you to say goodbye. You should say it. But at that point, I think Andre, if he was editing, he could have easily cut at the <laughs> first ending. <laughs> so maybe he didn't say goodbye again. I don't know. I haven't listened I, to I'm it. I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't listened to what you guys were up to while I was away. Um, <laughs> it, it was just really funny to see that. And if I can explain myself, because, again, I don't know how far into depth you guys went into that. Basically, it was always... Bye, and then uh, like a few seconds, few second beat, and then Ash going bye, and it's, it's it just never felt natural. And I did in the past try like cutting it so I could make his bye a little bit closer to mine, but yeah. it always just found it came across as I don't know hokey or just not natural sounding. So that's why I kind of got rid of it. <laughs> so yeah, I forget <laughs> I forget Oops. if it's like Anchorman when it's like. You say something, and like pause, and they're actually saying pause, and like goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been away for a little bit, uh, just because I was away at uh, too many games. Uh, I guess two weeks ago now, or some somewhere around there. I've lost all track of time. Uh, was away at too many games, and then I was also just dealing with a move because, for those of you who are not aware, and I think I've talked about it enough. I moved to a new place. I got my. I actually bought myself a townhouse, and uh, moving is a time-sucking experience. <laughs> it really is. There is so much to get done. I am still working on stuff. Although, as I told you before we started this podcast, Tom, I have yep. un, I have officially unboxed. Everything. I have no more Hold boxes on. left. I just a matter. Of, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, not everything is in its place. I still need to get a few odds and ends. And as I'm actually still waiting on a chair for my new office, and that might be why it might sound a little echoey for me. Because well, until you get rooms filled up, they they do tend to echo a little bit. And I yeah, have just that damn deepeners. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the the thing is, it's supposed to be a bedroom. A second bedroom. So there's this, yeah. like, hey, there's supposed to be a bed in here absorbing all the sound. Well, no bed, but hopefully I'll get a nice chair. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, is it, is it carpet in there? It is. It is. So that helps yeah. a lot, too. Yeah, uh, I'm what, recording from the bedroom right now because I find it's a lot less echoey, for sure, than the office with hardwood floor. Oh, yeah. that You, you basically need sound dampeners at that point to handle anything. Although I'm running yeah. into a different issue with this uh, new carpet, uh, which was really nice, by the way, because the previous owner did put in brand new carpet. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I, I got a really good deal as far as a lot of things. And I'll talk more about that as we go along. But um, it the my desk chair doesn't roll very well on this carpet. So oh. I need to get some of that, that plastic sheet stuff. Yeah. So I can roll in it. Plus, I don't want to ruin the carpet in the first place because I'm like, 
I pick it up and move it, and it definitely leaves in some some of those marks. I'm like, ooh, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, I did the opposite just a couple of days ago, where I got a new chair as a like a delayed birthday present, mm-hmm. and Andre told the story about how he terribly wrecked the floor of his place with his chair on hardwood floor, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, well, I hope that didn't happen to my chairs before, and I was moving around on the new chair, and then I heard like a. Like, oh, a, no. <laughs> like a light scratch like oh <laughs> it's like well good thing I was aware of it otherwise I would have kept going for like a full year probably and yeah there's a few marks but the floor was already kind of like bad yeah kind of scuffed <laughs> and uh, I found out you can order rubber wheels for Ooh. sort of hardwood floors so I got those and now it's great nice I, yeah. Yeah, I need to look into a few things like um, uh, one of the things I got was for this new place is I have Fios internet now uh, which yeah. you know is supposed to be super fast and all that, and it's just an impossibility. Even the guy installing it was like, "Yeah, we say up to 900, but we also make a point and say up to 900, and not necessarily yeah. going to always be there." So Wi-Fi is, I'd say, still around the same speed, maybe a little bit faster than my Comcast in my old place, but it's yeah. also a lot more consistent. I had to restart my router just about every day at my old place. Uh, it was getting terrible. really ridiculous with Comcast over there. However, when I plug in, like uh, get the the LAN connection or the wire connection, holy crap! It's about three times faster, and it is so <laughs> good. So feeling good for streams there. The only problem with it is that um, because of the way it's set up, my uh, router is or in modem or downstairs in my living room, and I have a two be- a two floor place now. Uh, so yeah. I have to run a super long cord to get my get it uh, get a wired connection for my laptop. However, the FiOS guy said there's some some sort of hookup I can get that'll allow it to have like a secondary a secondary unit up here. Um, yeah. Same same sort of thing. Same sort of stuff. Not putting out any more Wi-Fi. It's just hey, here's a place you can hook up to the Wi-Fi from, uh, and that'll be really convenient for the office and what I have to do here. So. Yeah, there's also things like power over Ethernet, mm-hmm. uh, where you just plug it into a, you know, a power socket, and sometimes that'll work. But it doesn't always. <laughs> like in my condo here, it doesn't work, but at my parents' house, it works. So it varies. Huh. Very odd. Yeah, I'm, I have to yeah. call up uh, Verizon and find out what I need to do for that. It just it's. I have a huge list of stuff to do and like it's just sort of like okay what can I accomplish today while also getting work done <laughs> and it's yeah uh, it's, it's it's a tricky thing especially because um as I said I went to too many games which was just pure luxury on my part I didn't like wasn't necessary there's nothing work related it was just hey let's go hang out with friends and have a good time and I did have a good time it's just when I got back it's like oh god I have so much to do oh god I gotta go to New York for this event oh god I have to review <laughs> Crash Bandicoot the insane trilogy while I'm riding on the train and get that ready for the morning oh god <laughs> so, it, it, it's, it's had a uh, moment of building up a lot of things all at once for me and it's been it's been interesting to say the least, and I'm kind of going through the same sort of thing right now with Octopath Traveler, but it, it hasn't been as bad, even though I was up till 5 a.m. working on the preview. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, but wow. you found out you got two more days to work on it, though. Yes. Right? So I, I thought the embargo was Monday, and it turns out it's Thursday. I'm like, yes, more time <laughs> to play and get other things done. So that was a good feeling. Oh, yeah. goodness. 
I think I have a uh, bomb chicken, but I'll probably just do a game and watch for that. I don't know what the embargo says, so I just imagine their embargo says uh, for puns, you can't say the game is a blast. You can do better than that. <laughs> Did they actually put that in there? No, that's my. Oh, that's okay. what I imagine on the embargo. I was gonna say that'd be pretty amazing if they did. Like, you cannot use the word blast because, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, is that Ash also has like his review of Just Shapes and Beats. Uh, we I just need to put it edit it together. It's just have I've had no time to do it. So, uh, yeah. It's it, it's been interesting trying to balance the usual with uh with the whole move thing and on the on the whole I think I've done all right with it but it's still like I'm, I'm looking at the what I have like I've accomplished so much and then I look like all right I still have to clean up my old apartment I have to get that ready I have to cancel this I have to do this oh god <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> it all adds up but I guess once you have the old apartment uh cleaned up and then you know you kind of I guess hand over the keys and that's you know the main time-sensitive thing that you don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah, pretty much. And I actually had a bit of a scare uh, about a couple of days ago uh, oh. where I got a, uh, a letter in the mail from my um, uh, homeowner's insurance. And yeah. it said uh, that it's been canceled because of not paying my initial like thing. I, f- I forget the exact wording for it, but basically it's like, hey, yeah, that homeowner's, homeowner's insurance you just got, yeah, that you didn't pay the premium or, premium or whatever the start of it was, so you no longer have health, homeowner's insurance. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was taken care of. And I had seen stuff about cancellation from these guys before because they had my renter's insurance before, so I thought it was just like, hey, renter's. But then I saw a big old homeowner's. I'm like, that's not right. So I fortunately gave them a call in the morning, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're changing over systems. It's it's got confused. You're fine." I'm like, "Oh thank God!" <laughs> but that was a nice I, panic moment. Yeah, I had uh, something where in uh, BC there's something called the homeowners grant, uh-huh. and it's so there's like a normal price for property tax every year, and then there's like an amount that's two thirds as much if you do this homeowners grant. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea about this. So I'm like, I don't want to just assume, but like if the property tax is sort of bundled in with the mortgage monthly, do I have to do anything? They're like, oh, yes, you have to do this homeowner's grant right now. It's only like three minutes. Oh, I was gosh. Like, so I did it like on the second last day. And oh yeah, otherwise that would have been like over $500 for Ooh. something that takes three minutes. I So... I'm glad I didn't assume and just sort of say, like, brush my hands and, oh, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just need to look into all that. Yeah, It's just like, um, well, the, the weird thing for me is that so much of this place was kind of set up by the previous owner. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if he was doing all of it to sell it or he did it and then decided, hey, I'm going to move anyway. Because yeah. I got, I, like I said, I got the new carpet. I have a re- new refrigerator, uh, oven, microwave, dishwasher, washer and dryer. Like, you know, I am fully set up and holy crap so I'm having some of this stuff like not having to worry about coins for laundry anymore is amazing yeah <laughs> I, yeah, oh, I remember those days oh it's 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 oh. like oh man I can do my laundry whenever I want I don't have to wait for a big pile so I can you know conserve money and not have to worry about getting a bunch of coins from the uh, grocery store whenever I go get food <laughs> well and the thing about my old building was not even coins, but 
if they're open or not. There was only three for half the building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can they can get busy. Yeah, a little bit. It reminded me of the college of college days because there would be times where uh, I was a little late getting down to my laundry because work or whatever else happening, or I just kind of forgot. And I get down there, and my laundry is literally on top of the dryer. <laughs> it's like, well, that yeah, that brings back memories of college. <laughs> yep, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, People in some like terms, waiting. I get, but it's also really annoying. Yeah, like, please don't touch my underwear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, those are my unmentionables for a reason. Just stay away. <laughs> but, yeah, but, it, uh, yeah it's, it's, it's been interesting because it's like, oh, I could use this. Oh, I could use this uh, as far as general needs. But also there's the kind of things like, you know, this would look nice. I bet this would look good if I did this. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, <laughs> the homeowner bug has already taken over and it wants me to spend more money. i got to make it stop. <laughs> Redirect it. Or redecorate an entire room in pixel art. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, there was there is this really cool thing at uh, Too Many Games, uh, Tom, where they have you know have like they have uh, certain scenes from games, whether it's a title screen of Sonic Two or uh, the congratulations screen from Super Mario World, and they're set up in picture frames, and the uh, scene is actually layered. So you have like mm-hmm. Mario and Peach and Yoshi on top, and then you have the tree layer and then the land layer, and it looks really cool. Uh, I kind of wanted to pick those up, but I also was like, you know, I'm going to wait till next year. So next year, I definitely want to pick up more of those and uh, kind of decorate the office, you know, with more gaming yeah. type stuff. So. Yeah, I, uh, I remember there was an artist who I interviewed on Games Playing one time and I got his sort of fire flower that was the cheapest one <laughs> but there was like these Mega Man poses where they're like imagine the whole sort of Mega Man 3 uh, configuration of the bosses in the menu mm-hmm. and they were $900 each Ooh. so I guess he was banking on selling the whole thing because each one is kind of made individually and layered like with paint uh-huh. like to actually paint out the pixels and he had the punch-out poses of different guys, and they were like $5,000 for this thing that was like eight feet tall. Oh, my God. That yeah, is insane. There's some people with a lot of money for art, though. So That is true. And, I mean, if it looks it good really enough. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it looks really good, it, get, it becomes very tempting. I, I can say yeah. that easily. So, yeah, yeah, it's been interesting. But have you been playing anything lately, Tom? Well, I was playing Bomb Chicken, which we aren't sure if I can talk about or not. So, <laughs> if you go back it, to GDC, it's uh, we talked about it then. It's uh, a game. <laughs> it's a game. It's got a chicken that lays bombs. It's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's certainly a thing. <laughs> and I played uh, Pato Box for two hours this morning, and that has no embargo. Uh, Pato Box is a game where you are a uh, sort of a man with a duck's head and it's all sort of in black and white like Mad World and it plays like Punch-Out mostly but it also has a sort of aspect of moving around levels to collect clues and work your way to each fighter huh so that is uh, a weird combination <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was made by Mexican developers uh, apparently they kickstarted it uh, just over a year ago and yeah I I was very surprised to see the comment switch and from screenshots you would think it was entirely just 3D but it's actually sort of black and white drawings for sprites 
Huh. And yeah, it has motion controls too, but kind of like Punch Out on Wii, they they're a bit slow, I find, or a bit sluggish compared to just buttons. So I stuck with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, I I only got to one of the sort of bosses, but it's super amusing, and you have to dodge stuff like lasers <laughs> from side <laughs> to side. So they really took Punch Out to another level. I'd say it's definitely worth checking out if you loved Punch Out. Yeah, and you did a Game and Watch for that, correct? Yeah, it's uploaded perhaps by the time people are listening to this it will be up yeah maybe uh good weekend fodder <laughs> you know I'll yeah, put it up exactly. and see what people think and whatnot um actually that reminded me did you uh did you back bloodstained i did not back bloodstained because it happened during pax and oh. by the time i got to it it had already had i think like a million dollars more than what it needed yeah, so he was like, oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah, so now I heard about the demo you played, and I regret it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's one of those things, like, you know, I was unsure because people were talking about the graphics and whatnot and, what you know, the move to 3D, and it had been a while, so I'm like, eh, we'll see. My, I'm just sort of, like, put in the back of my mind. I was like, I don't think I'm going to get another Mighty Number no. 9 here, but hopefully it's still good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Curse of the Moon came out, and that turned out to be really good. Different developers, but still related to it. it gave you a sense of what they were really trying to do here. And then this E3 demo. Holy like holy crap, it was huge. Like I, I did not finish it. I, I played for over an hour, and I did not finish it. And it almost felt like, yeah, go ahead, explore this whole area. I'm like, that's really cool. And I'm really like, uh, some people complain about the graphics and the animations and whatnot, but honestly, I dug it. I really just immediately connected with it. I thought it looked really good for the style they're going for. I uh, still had a bit of a cartoonish look to make it, you know, not feel full 3D and not look good because, you know, they don't have the budget of, you know, AAA. Yeah. But still, look, like, 3D, but still look good, nice style to it. And. I actually have a lot of hope for it now. I, I I think we're in for something good. Well, that's uh, good to hear. I remember playing it, I think, in 2017 at E3, and I was a bit worried about the animations and mm-hmm. uh, maybe a bit about the art. But if it's you know feeling good, like, did you play Symphony of the Night ever? Yes, yes. I, that yeah. was actually my first Castlevania. Yeah! Wow. Yeah, that, yeah. That's probably for the that's probably for the best that you skip the NES ones. I, I've gone back and played those games, but yeah, it's it's really funny. It was just one of those things where um, I heard friends talking about this Castlevania game, and I'm like, "What the heck's that?" And then I, one of them, like, "Here, you know, borrow it and check it out." And I did. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And I asked him. I, I came back in the next day. I was like, "So can I keep this until I beat it?" And I just powered through it in like a week and like. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, well, I need more Castlevania. <laughs> Did it turn your world upside down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It's like the PlayStation era is kind of special for me just because that's when I started discovering a lot of series that I just missed out on when I was a kid because I had no magazines. I had no idea. And then I started learning about these legacies of so many different games and being like, man, I want to experience those. And then finally getting the chance for a lot of different games and just like, yeah, these are still, these are still good. I still haven't played Castlevania two or three, but the original is really good. Three had some neat, uh, different characters in it. Like mm-hmm. one guy could climb walls. I think he was a pirate who had a knife in his mouth. But yeah. Like he I, held the knife in his mouth. But that was 
He was neat. Yeah, and like, uh, Grant Dynasty, I think. <laughs> what? I think his name was Grant Dynasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's crazy, but uh, you got to love it. Um, but yeah, it was it's just a good time. Uh, so high, high hopes for Bloodstained and the Crash Bandicoot ports. They're good. I, I I love them. They're you know it's a really good port for the Switch. Um, no real knocks against them here. And I'm now I'm in the middle of playing Octopath, and I did a preview for it, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. Plus, I'm doing I'm going to prepare for a Q and A. I got a ton of questions apparently. Uh, I, I was like put out the questions, and I was like, let's go do some work, and it probably won't be that many. I come back and I see over 99 mentions on my Twitter. I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I have so many to get through. <laughs> So that'll be project for later tonight to hopefully have ready for sometime this weekend. So. Yeah, it's okay. I'm sure half those questions are just from Ash and John. So <laughs> I would not <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> oh goodness! But uh, I actually also I p- part of the reason I was probably up till five working on that preview is that I decided to go see um, Ant Man and the Wasp last night. And well, how is that? It's good. I, I I like the Ant-Man movies because they're just they, they never have the stakes of the other Marvel movies. They're just kind of smaller and you know, I guess pun intended there. Yeah. <laughs> About, fitting. <laughs> yeah, very fitting. Uh just, you know, more personal and it's just, you know, kind of a light breezy take, but not quite as silly as something like Guardians of the Galaxy with their humor. It's just kind of down to earth and just kind of fun kind of fun like it's it was a good time, and uh, the post-credit sequence will uh, probably drive a couple of people wild if they've seen Infinity War. <laughs> oh, is it like a Spider-Man type of down-to-earth in Ant-Man? Uh, kind of. It's just like it's, he's not the villains he fights. He doesn't have to save the world. It's just honestly, yeah. he's just uh, trying to not get in trouble while trying to save a single person. Okay. Yeah, so it's one of those things because he's like in trouble with the law, so he can't really be Ant-Man, but he has to be Ant-Man in order to accomplish these things. It's, it's It works, you know, and it's not a heist movie like the first one, so it, it was a good time. And, and still Paul Rudd, I'm assuming, is Ant-Man. They haven't changed it? Yep, they haven't changed any actors since um, Incredible Hulk. So with that whole... Uh, uh, who was it before? Um Oh, I can't remember his name for the Incredible Hulk movie, but um, yeah, I don't think they've ever changed the actor since then. Uh, other than yeah, other than uh, in Iron Man for Rhodey, yeah. so those are like, like they had it really early on, and then they just stuck with them. That's which is kind of impressive, honestly. Yeah, hmm. mm. but I also uh, it's funny Andre isn't here because you give me heck about it. You know how he always talks about Movie Pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did not get Movie Pass. Instead, I got that AMA, AM, AMC Stubbs A list. I think it's called, which is pretty much their competition with Movie Pass, and yeah. it's twenty dollars twenty dollars a month. Uh, you get three uh, movie tickets a week um, that you can get use on any movie at any other yeah. th- any other theaters. And there's mostly AMC's around me, so that's why I decided to get that. And what's really cool and makes me upset that I don't have some of these fancy ones is that I have, like, the typical AMC. But they also have, like, if they the ones with the theater seats and the beer that you can get or reclining seats, stuff like that. Works with those, too. Still get those free movie tickets even at those theaters. I'm like, 
dang it, I really yeah. want, I like, man, I really want to take advantage of this because, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to like uh, have a little, you know, have a beer or whatever while you're watching a movie, recline, get comfy, all that stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, you can have a beer. <laughs> this is I something don't... you could not have in Canada. Right? Oh, really? Maybe you can. Maybe it's, but I've never... I've never splurged enough to find it. <laughs> yeah, it does get pricey. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, you don't spend too much. But th- th- there are theaters where like, uh, they'll serve food while you're watching the movie, which I- I've seen the arguments like, yeah, it's cool that you can get food and all that. But then the waiters are going in between uh, the-, the seats and whatnot to take orders and deliver food. Uh, as you're watching the movie, which can get a little distracting. But when I did it the one time, I actually got the chance to uh, do it. The, mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. I don't know. And it didn't. It didn't bug me how those people there. The thing that bothered me is I got uh, this these uh, chicken strips because I was thinking, okay, I want finger food that I don't have to like look down at like a burger or anything like that. So I'll get finger food. And they ended yeah. up being the biggest chicken strips I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> they were freaking huge and. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I was like, man, they just gave me the whole chicken in strip form. So yeah. it was it was pretty crazy. But, yeah, I, I like it so far. and gives me an excuse to see a lot more movies. Um, I'm hoping to find a showing of uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. Uh, oh, is, that's for the Mr. Rogers? Yeah, the Mr. Rogers documentary. So yeah. I, I really want to see that. Oh. Now, quick question going back to food. When other people order food and the waiter goes in front of you, does that annoy you? Because it's different when he's bringing you food. That is true. <laughs> um, I don't remember it annoying me. I, I don't. And I was kind of in the middle, so they did have to go around me. But I, I'm not sure. I think they try to get most of the orders in before, like, before as people are in there and get them settled before the movie starts. And then, like, 15 minutes. But usually by, like, 15, the 15-minute 15 mark, they want to be done and out of there. Because they don't, they don't want to distract you like that. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it's something I'll have to try, but there's not a lot of those around me, so. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll have to look around. But, hey, I got that thing to see movies for a lot cheaper now. As long as I go to see two more than two movies a month, I'm good. Yeah, well, yeah, most, there's, well, there's so many Marvel movies alone. I mean, you're probably <laughs> covered right there. <laughs> that is true. Although, it's weird to think about. We've already had three Marvel movies in the first seven months of the year. No more. <laughs> no more, but uh, you know, not until next year do we get another Marvel movie. But they, they really crammed them in very close together this year. <laughs> so n- no more for the rest of the year. Yeah, no more, Mar- oh. no more Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel movies. I don't know no. if there's more Marvel otherwise, but I don't think so. Oh, well. I can't remember. For me, my, the movie I'm looking forward to now is just... Uh, Creed two, I saw the Rocky tra- fan. Oh my gosh, I saw the trailer for that, and I, I have not watched a single Rocky movie. I know I need to fix that. But, yeah, and I heard because I heard Creed is amazing. So they're like, I'm watching this trailer, and I had not seen it before. And they're doing the whole build up, like you just shouldn't fight this guy. He's just not. It's not worth it. Don't talk about your father. Just you know, don't do all this. And I'm like. All right, who's he fighting? Like, what's what makes this such a big deal? And the very last shot of the whole thing is the guy he's fighting is Drago. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, that is so good. <laughs> they went right to four. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Rocky Four. I'm like, oh yes, the son of Ivan Drago. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm I've never watched them, but I'm aware of the the plots of them, and I just like that is yeah. that is an awesome concept. What, what were you like when you saw that, Tom? Well, I was like, yeah, it's Creed two. Who are they gonna fight? And it's like, what they're going they're going back to, like, just sort of old fighters. Like, oh wait, no, this this one is uh, this is <laughs> out of all of them. This is quite the story to pick up against. It wouldn't be like you're fighting the son of Mister T. Oh no, something <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that. Uh, uh. So yeah. It's, Great idea, and I'm looking forward to see what happens. Maybe, yeah, and it'll be interesting to to see as well. Like, sort of like with Rocky One and Rocky Two. Uh, I guess in the first one, Rocky doesn't win mm-hmm. if they follow the same sort of tagline. Where, well, I guess yeah, because he Creed. Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna ruin it. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna ruin this for everybody if I no. keep talking. But just to <laughs> yeah. see the outcome, if it's necessarily one of those where he has to beat Ivan Drago, or maybe there'll be some other ending. Maybe I'm that's not sure. Be. I mean, the thing is, it, it, on in, when you first think of it, it's like, man, that's silly, especially just because of how silly and over the top Rocky Four is. But then you think about it thematically, it's like, no, this actually makes sense. It's kind of a revenge story since this, the guy's father did kill his father. Yeah, and if they'll make uh, Rocky as his trainer take more of a like a sidestep out of the way more, like they did a good job incorporating him in Creed uh, mm-hmm. with sort of some more meaning to his role. But I wonder if they can duplicate that or if he'll just sort of take a back seat. I should say. Hmm, I'm not sure. Very interesting. That's, I mean, I really should like. I basically, from what I understand, I need to watch Rocky's one through four. Uh, then yep. Balboa and Creed. If you're busy, you could skip three. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard three and five are kind of the weakest. <laughs> so my friends in uh, high school and university they had a they had a rule. Mm-hmm. If you're watching TV and you come across Rocky Four, you have to watch it until Ivan Drago says. I must break you. <laughs> and then they realized this is still within the first five minutes of the movie. And it was like two in the morning or something. Oh my God. <laughs> like, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> they, kept, they kept true to their word with their rule. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, the, was it just, was it Balboa or whatever the, the new one with Rocky coming out of retirement when he's like 60. That one's definitely pretty good too after you've seen the initial uh, batch of them. Yeah. I've read some interesting... Uh, there's been some interesting interpretations of the Rocky movies where each Rocky movie seems to represent where Stallone is in his career as far yeah. as tone and what he's doing and all that. So that's I was like, eh, that's kind of cool. It's just for metaphor say, uh, sense, but... Yeah, for whatever reason, he shows. <laughs> well, now he just shows up as a cameo in Marvel movies or something. <laughs> Look, he's a cameo in his own movie. <laughs> there you go, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> oh man, I don't know exactly what else is coming out the rest of this uh, summer because I know Jurassic World just came out. I heard that is stupid yeah. as hell. <laughs> like it is just apparently really, really dumb. Um, so I'm not sure if I'll see that. I heard Upgrade was really good, but I think I missed the, my opportunity for that one. Um, yeah. And honestly, if I think about it, the next 
movie other than Won't You Be My Neighbor that I want to see is probably Christopher Robin, that live-action Winnie the Pooh movie. That trailer really tugged at my heartstrings heartstrings that i didn't know i had for <laughs> winnie the pooh <laughs> yeah it's like you, you you hear the voice and it's like ah oh, damn it <laughs> they got <Yeah>. me <laughs> it's raining <laughs> it's like we're inside it's raining inside <laughs> there's a leaky pipe somewhere i don't know yeah. where yeah <laughs> uh yeah, there's that side of Winnie the Pooh, and then there's his Tokyo Disney Honeybender side. So there's many sides to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honeybender. Oh, yeah, God. At the end of his ride. Yeah. Oh, I, that, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, that's good stuff. But, uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into the news topics for the week. And uh, okay. we were talking castlevania earlier and thanks to anime expo right now going on at la uh which i didn't i don't know for whatever reason i didn't realize until this year that it takes place in the same uh convention center as e3 so it's really weird to see it all done up for anime rather than games (laughs) but i must be playing the new dragon ball game yeah exactly (laughs) of course of course uh but the um they uh, during that anime expo during the panel for Castlevania, they announced that season two uh, will arrive on Netflix on October twenty sixth, uh, which is pretty appropriate, all things considered. Yeah, that's good timing. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I think the last one came out during the summer, and for some whatever reason, I was also expecting summer sometime for uh, this Castlevania, and I'm I'm hyped for it. Did you ever watch season one, Tom? No, I still have to watch it. And uh, this reminds me, I have until October 26th to see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, fortunately, first season's only four episodes, uh, so you'll catch up very quickly. Um, and because I, I think it's only like, you know, watch them all together, and it's maybe two hours, if that. Uh, oh, so, okay, great. Yeah. It's probably so, high quality then, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good sense. You get a sense that it feels like mostly prologue. Um, just yeah. getting things set up and it's funny you were talking about Castlevania 3 before and this is basically this is an ad, an adaptation of that story oh wow yeah um, and just really like uh, you know it's definitely uh, R-rated <laughs> uh, there is a lot of uh, good uh, violence and whatnot, and basically at the end of the first season it's just like alright let's go take on Dracula let's actually head to Castlevania it's amazing what you can do when you don't have to tailor to all audiences. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't know. I'm excited for it. That this first season was a pleasant surprise, and I'll probably rewatch the first season because it has been a while before this. Jump right into the others, and that'll be a good way to celebrate Halloween. Because I always like to do something for Halloween, just to I don't know. Yeah, other than streaming. Yeah, other than streaming. <laughs> Although, speaking of that, uh, and while yes. and speaking of DMG, I actually picked up four Castlevania games like when I was there. The two PS2 Castlevania games and the two N64 Castlevania games. So I could play Castlevania 64 for the Hollow Stream this year. <laughs> that would be interesting. I never touched those with a 10-foot whip. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played them, but I also heard from a few people is that, you know, they're not like... Once you get past the the camera, it's really not that bad. So I'm, I'm, it's one of those things like you know what? I'll check it out. I'm curious how it plays. Yes. So. The ones that got me back into the series at a time were the Game Boy Advance ones. Oh, those are uh, so good. Yeah, and then I remember the DS one. I was looking forward to it, and it had more like 
touch controls and wasn't so used to the DS yet. And I was like, ah, I just died in bosses and I stopped. Yeah. Dawn of Sorrow was a definite downgrade from Aria because they changed up the art style to look more like a Saturday morning cartoon. They had the weird touch touch control stuff or certain things. Like yeah. you had to put in a some sort of symbol every time you beat a boss. And if you didn't put it in fast enough the boss would revive a little bit of its health and you have to fight it again. It's like, oh, come on, this is stupid. Um, yeah. But fortunately, the other DS Castlevania games are very good. I, I have not, I have Portrait of Ruin, but I've never played it. Uh, but I love Order of Ecclesia. A really good game. Oh, uh, okay. So, I'd recommend them. Might have to check those out. Yep. Uh, another thing to check out, and you might have already seen it, uh, Tom, but people are definitely talking about the fact that Wario is talking so much in the WarioWare Gold demo. Like, it is weird to have Martinet actually do full-on sentences as Wario. But it also kind of works. Like, I'm surprised how well it works because it, it just fits that style of WarioWare so well. Yeah, I took a look. I love how he calls his audience jerks. <laughs> like, that's so fitting for Wario. Yeah, like, what is. series can get away with that? <laughs> that is so good. I mean, there's there's a lot of really great moments where, like, when he calls up Ashley and says, "Hey, Ashley," and then she just hangs up on him. Like, oh, okay, I'll call you back. <laughs> just I don't know. It kills me every time. And then there's also the fact that it's like, ah, it's pizza time, and then he looks, all right, no money. <laughs> it's just so good. I feel like there's yeah. this great sense of poking fun at uh, game developers, like, ah, make easy money. We'll make games, of course, easiest of money. <laughs> yeah uh, no <laughs> <laughs> that's a big old no <laughs> yeah I found out I was wishing he sounded a bit more evil he starts like at least in the little bit I saw he was a bit friendly but uh, that's just you can't be evil I guess forever as warrior like it's different with the quick outtakes versus talking the whole time you know he's cartoony so Mm-hmm. Uh, just my high expectations, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. You always hear the laugh, and you're always wanting, expecting to be at that level at all times, and he's yeah. not in this, which is in some ways disappointing, but it also kind of works because you couldn't expect somebody to talk like that the entire time. It's why, he, like, it actually gives me some faith that if with this Mario movie that's coming, if Martin A does voice Mario... I think he could actually do a good job with the full sentences as Mario. That's a good point. Could this be a test? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or at least give us a Wario movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a Wario movie. Why not? <laughs> with with no Waluigi. <laughs> yeah, no Waluigi. <laughs> the search well, he for Waluigi. <laughs> He should have his own little short at the beginning, like, uh, you know, the Pixar and Disney movies. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> Waluigi trying to get some credit and nobody taking it, nobody paying attention to him. And general audiences uh, see this character for the first time and be like, what the hell is this? Like, what the heck is a Waluigi? I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Matthew Toronto did a comic recently and he put it into his Waluigi video where you see Waluigi looking at the smash symbol and it's sort of reflecting in his eye. But then it zooms out and the smash symbol is an uh, an O and then there's an N beside it. Like, no. <laughs> oh my God. His Waluigi comics are so good. I know. I remember the one where it was like... Uh, 
once once there was an ugly duckling and it, was, it had a Waluigi uh, next to a, a Waluigi duck next to like a normal duck. Uh, but he was he, he was cast out or whatnot. It reveals that all the other ducks look like Waluigi as well. So the normal yeah. duck is the weird one. <laughs> it's just like just absurd. I, I kind of miss Brawl in the family, especially now that Smash is coming back. Well, he's having a book coming back. This oh, is, is like a promotion okay. for him. So yeah, he, he I don't know if he kickstarted it or it was Indiegogo, but yeah, it's like a two hundred comic book coming out. Ooh, mostly about Waluigi. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, they're funny, so why not? And his, his style works so well for Waluigi. Yeah. And, yeah, he... It's hard making characters, like doing a characterization of them, and he took everything about Waluigi and just <laughs> made this crazy rendition of it. Like it, To do that is not easy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's sort of like how uh, Awkward Zombie... Uh, did this perfect characterization of Roy from Fire Emblem about how yeah. he always wanted to get back into Smash and never did and never got any respect. Just it worked so well. <laughs> Just yeah, Roy is this weird little gremlin that keeps keeps wanting to be in Fire Emblem and nobody really wants to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> They've been doing good Yakuza comics from time to time too recently that I love as well. Like One of them is... Uh, Kiru Kazuma is saying like I would never use a gun and then the next panel he's like die bad guys but da 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 with a machine gun <laughs> like, yeah that sounds about right <laughs> I need to use I need to play the Yakuza games although uh, you still don't have a PS4 so you can't try out the, the, the Yakuza Kiwami 2 demo came out today no uh, no maybe Tom, maybe we'll see your... when the full game comes out uh, you need to get yourself a PS4 apparently <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because there's also another big game coming out for it, Soul Calibur 6. And Talon was announced for Soul Calibur 6, which, yes, I know Ash was the one who sent this to me originally. He was super happy. I was super happy. It's, it's, It's my girl. Like, if I wasn't playing Link in Soul Calibur 2, this was my character. See, I'm... I guess the word is nonplussed. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah, I um, I wasn't as stoked at this news. Like I remembered her in Soul Calibur too. Then I remember her annoying me a bit. <laughs> so if we ever go head to head in Soul Calibur, just choose that character. And uh, oh, I planned to. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think Zhang Hua was the worst one. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, just the my brother would use the up down sword attack, like mm-hmm. the little point. But um, but no, that's good. I guess that's good news, though, going back to Soul Calibur 2, because that and 3, those are my favorites in the series. So Yeah. I I'll didn't get that. into 3 as much as 2. Um, I, I think I got distracted by the character creator, and for some, whatever reason, it just didn't stick with me as much as 2 did. So I'm really hoping 6 is, a, is the return to form it seems to be. Yeah. Although it does have a lot of crazy other stuff in it with those different moves and stuff, which mine remind me more of uh, if it's Guilty Gear or Blaz Blue where you can get like these kind of finishing moves but mm-hmm. yeah it's overall from what we played at E3 it definitely seems like it's on the right track so yeah and it, yeah. it definitely has got a sense that she has a lot more wind based moves because maybe I wasn't doing them <laughs> when I was playing Soul Calibur 2 <laughs> but her wind was coming out like crazy uh, with, with this trailer so I was like oh cool like she looks kind of different and still fun I'm down oh, for it. 
Yeah, okay, well, I'll give it a whirl as a second time ah. then. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh, goodness. Um, well, speaking of uh, just new, new characters and whatnot, we actually got a formal introduction of the next robot master in Mega Man 9, Blast Man. And uh, they showed off, you know, his, his design. They showed off what he's able to do, uh, the fact his level, which is based around a theme park, uh, in his own image, and uh, his weapon is the Chain Blast, which is a bomb that floats across the screen and then sticks to enemies along the way. Uh, so he just looks like a really fun character, uh, just a, another great robot master. Like they've, I feel like they've done a really good job with the robot masters this time around. Just looking at the designs on their own, you know. Yeah, if only we had somebody still who created art books about them and would have some <laughs> insight as exactly. to how many different robot masters there were. That they went through, and then how many different variations were drawn for each robot master till they came to that point. That, mm-hmm. that would be something to see. That would that'd be nice to have. I mean, it's, it's a shame, you know, that we don't have anybody like that around here any, right now. But no. Yeah, complete uh, shame. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I am sure he's not that big of a Mega Man fan anyway. <laughs> yeah, he probably wouldn't care. Yeah, probably not. Um, no, what's cool about Blastman, and I did not realize this, is that uh, apparently the Battle Network games had exclusive uh, robot masters in those, and one of them was called Blastman.exe. So there's no no indication that there's a connection between the two, but it is cool that they used the name, and it'd be kind of interesting to see if they used other uh, robot masters introduced to the Battle Network series and put them into the classic series again. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was an interesting connection, I guess. Yeah, that's a good thing to pull for longtime fans. Like, I wouldn't have known that since I didn't play Battle Network, but uh, with now, with, you know, how gaming news is a lot, you'll read about it at least if you hadn't heard about it. And then you're like, oh, that, you know, neat callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, yeah, neat. Yeah. <laughs> it could um, be a cool bit. <laughs> yeah, hey, who knew? <laughs> uh, it wasn't just uh, Blastman they showed off, though. They actually talked about some of the extra modes, uh, including a time attack mode, which you know is about what you'd expect. Um, but there's also a uh, balloon attack mode, which gets rid of the enemies in favor of bo- uh, balloons and has you destroy as many... Uh, blue balloons as you go along while avoiding the red penalty balloons. So that sounds like Ooh. it could be a pretty fun challenge and something just different. That's a unique twist. Mm-hmm. Now, and if it was like uh, Mario Odyssey, do you get to place the balloons for other players? Oh gosh. <laughs> That'd be pretty wild, wouldn't it? You could challenge oh. Ash. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, look, they even tease the fact that there might be a score attack mode or even a jump saver mode where they limit how many jumps you have. So I like how they're like, yeah, the game's probably not going to be the longest to play normally, but if you want to get more out of it, they have all these other modes uh, to enjoy, which I think is a smart way to do it. That's like calling back to, I remember reading somewhere, it's from Mario 64 and a guy beat it without jumping, I believe. Oh, God. Is this the guy who's <laughs> like, talking about a half jump press or whatever? I feel it was that and I remember seeing like a lot of the like belly flops it oh, looked God. like from backflips and kind of like hopping backwards but yeah it was it was weird to look at along the uh, rainbow road level oh i believe it <laughs> a rainbow, rainbow ride. cruiser yeah 
That's a little weird. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, you're just breaking the game. Yeah, it's just going to snap this game in two. That's all. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the last bit of news. Actually, why don't you come and talk, uh, cover this one because you're the one that discovered this. I, I did not hear about this at all this week, and it's rather fascinating. Yeah, I read a couple of days ago that Paul... Uh, Machacek, yeah, Machacek, uh, a former rare dev, <laughs> says that there was a canceled, yeah, right there at a former rare dev, like you know, it's going to be interesting. Says that there was a canceled Battletoads game, a Game Boy title. Uh, so, okay, it was canceled. But what's more interesting, uh, basically, so this project, it was Super Battletoads and Game Boy, and he's like, heard of it in the interview? No. Nor has anybody else. It was the fourth game he had written, and it was a spin-off of the arcade game, and it was 100% done. So imagine almost like Star Fox 2. This is like completely done, and but then it was canceled because the arcade game underperformed. Uh, so that's, you know, making games is hard enough, so imagine you make it, and then it's just not released, and, you know, before the internet, where it can come out. And so in 2015, he was still at Rare, uh, or he was with long-term members of Rare, and they told him, "Don't be silly. That game never existed. <laughs> like if he dreamt it." But then he found it sitting on an old disc, a finished copy, and they had a Game Boy emulator, and they could play it. After 22 years, you know, they had forgotten about it, and he was the only guy that remembered this game. <laughs> so I thought that was a funny little bit of news. Uh, you know, forgotten history. Yeah, and, and reading the reading the interview, uh, they couldn't look at the source code because they didn't have access to the source code anymore. But they did find a way to basically make it so they had infinite lives. So they had one yeah. of their guys play through this game, a Battletoads game, which of course is notoriously hard. Apparently, beat it in an hour with infinite lives. So it's <laughs> you know Game Boy length, that's for sure. Uh, but that's yeah. how they confirmed that it was one hundred percent complete and apparently had no bugs. So this is this is it is Star Fox Two levels of like lost games like it is completely done, just never released and man they missed an opportunity like it would have been really cool if they decided to put that on, you know the rare replay back in the day when they re- back when they released that. Yeah, and, and speaking of rare too, I also read another interview and it was regarding Stop and Swap, I believe last week and mm-hmm. that he kind of explained it better where it was actually going to work through six different titles but Nintendo found out about it like in the last month or so before release and like you can't do that (laughs) and it was too late to remove uh, mention of it so that's why it was still around (laughs) and he didn't get to sneak it through like they did with uh, Golden Eyes multiplayer (laughs) yeah they had uh, something like when you remove the cartridge there was 24 seconds where you could have residual data left in the ra- the RAM and put in another game. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's like, no, we don't want people doing that. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. Yeah, that does so, seem... It sounds like cool. warranties waiting to be broken. Yeah. That's a little tricky, but still cool, the idea of actually being able to, being able to do that and have connectivity because of that. Yeah. So, Yeah. Battletoads on Game Boy. I wonder... You wonder how it would have been, but, I mean... I've only ever played... I actually only have ever had uh, Battletoads on Genesis. Uh, the yeah. Genesis game, and... Yep, never got, got past level 3. <laughs> I got past the Turbo Tunnel 
they the do. NES version in, in university. And I know I got further as a kid. <clears throat> I remember getting to the rat boss at one point. And I think he's past the turbo tunnel. <clears throat> That's amazing. Like I, yeah. like I enjoyed the first level. Second level was kind of hard, but I could do it. And then get to the third level with that damn tunnel and like the like getting the it went on for so long oh my gosh yeah. and you're talking to a kid who was able to memorize and get through um the uh wildebeest chase in lion king and that yeah. felt and that felt long as a kid it's like oh my god will you stop chasing me <laughs> yeah when uh when we i was playing it with my friend again in university and when we got through the turbo tunnel, he basically stood up and he dropped the controller and he's like, that's it. We beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> and we moved on. I think we got a Slurpee. <laughs> hey, that is that is completely worth celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, maybe this Game Boy game is uh, going to be remastered for that uh, new Xbox Battletoads that was announced at E3. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe that, that would be not. a cool little extra if they just pop that in there with it yeah I don't know we'll see <laughs> gotta get something out of there cause god knows we got nothing out of that Battletoads tease <laughs> not even yeah not even a free shirt <laughs> we <word> there <laughs> yeah oh goodness but uh, yeah just a cool little bit of lost video game history uh, but uh, I think that covers it for the news this week. So we'll go ahead and jump over to our Patreon topics. And as always, for just $1 a month, you guys can support us on Patreon. Uh, get these podcasts three days early every Friday, as well as offer up uh, topics like the ones we have here. Uh, in addition to access to our Discord, a special uh, uh, VIP area, as well as just being able to get into the Discord itself. So, yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and... Oh, go ahead, Tom. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you contribute to the, enough to the Patreon, maybe one day I will be able to afford plastic bottles that don't uh, pop as much. I'm trying to drink them during this <laughs> with slightly thicker plastic. The technology might be available. <laughs> I was wondering what that popping was, but I was gonna like, eh, we'll, we'll ignore Instant it. Instant regret. Of not I mean, pouring this into a glass. It's no worse than the podcast we did when there was construction going on in the background of Ash's place. So. Yeah, I, we got we have a history of weird background noises. <laughs> no fire trucks today yet. I've been lucky. <laughs> yeah, and no. Hey, I don't have a train. Like, that is another great place. Thing about this new place, no trains nearby. It is quiet, so I don't have to worry oh. about these weird random sounds uh, happening around me. So that's a just hope. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, just hope your neighbors aren't renters. I've had three different neighbors beside me so far. It's been less than a year. Oh, geez. I, from what I can tell, it doesn't. This doesn't seem to be a renting area. I don't. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah, because I because I actually have an HOA, so they, they take of all the take care of all the yard work and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Now, like now, it is possible. I guess that somebody that owns one of these houses could rent it out, but it doesn't seem like it from the people around me. Yeah. Hard to well, say. Well, my here it's max twenty five percent rental units, but it doesn't mean people follow that. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just gotta love it. But yeah, so so far so good. You know, don't mind too much. So I, it's like it's been shockingly quiet. I have not heard my neighbors once through the walls it makes me worry like 
am I being too loud? I hope I'm not being too loud. I, I don't know how thick these walls are. Because <laughs> you know, I know how old they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Playing the games. No, I, I, the guy to the uh, one side of me seems to be father with three kids. I think I'm not sure. And yeah. Again, I don't hear them, so it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, but anyway, Patreon topics. <laughs> yeah. uh, would Ooh. you like to go first, or should I, uh, Tom? You can go first, get this ball rolling. All right, this one comes from the great B-Man, who says, This is a topic very near and dear to my heart. When predicting who would be in the Smash roster, Ash correctly predicted that there would be no cuts. However, off, however, after Andre asked if that includes the Mii Fighters, Derek immediately responded with a, God, I hope not. <laughs> As someone who actually likes the Mii's, I have to know, why such disdain? I feel they are just as part of Nintendo as anyone now, helping to bring the Wii to a wider audience. It's just—it's not just here where I've heard dislike for them, though. For like, where I've heard dislike for them. Excuse me. Though I'd like to hear your thoughts about it. So I—I I don't know. I just felt like I, for whatever reason, I felt drawn to this question. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my basic issue with them is they're not really characters to me. They're just sort of. They're avatars, which is fine, but I've never been drawn to avatar characters. I, I'm drawn to personality uh, of a character. I'm drawn to you know a character actually having character. And with avatars, they're usually just blank slates, especially with um, stuff like the Mies or like let's say the Xbox Live avatars that you can get or yeah. what have you it, it, it just there's no personality there and we've seen the Mies do a little bit of everything and that made their moveset just not that exciting to me with all the like you can have them as swordsmen you can have them as gunners you can have them as uh fight you know regular fighters and it just seemed like off-brand units of what we've already had and the fact that you couldn't use them online and just i don't know there was some fun to be had with them but they never clicked with me in any real way and i do not deny the importance of the mies the mies are you know the backbone of the wii especially with wii sports like you cannot deny that but they never felt like a good representation of the mies other than the fact that they can fit any role that you want and you know you can have yourself in there or your friends or mr t or whoever you know there's just that wide range and they took advantage of that with all the different costumes but yeah, that that's just why I just I, I just could never connect with them, and that that happens with me with a lot of Avatar characters. Uh, there's a but there's a difference though because you know both Robin and Corin from Fire Emblem are Avatar characters, but they do have personalities. You just put in the name, and you have small choices to help affect what you go about them, and I like that. As long as an Avatar has some sort of personality built into it, or you can make that personality, it helps. But you never really get that with Mies, outside of maybe Tamodachi Life. But what about yeah, you, Tom? They, uh, I find the Mies do feel a little bit out of place in Smash. You know, Mies do have a role. I almost, I almost, I miss them on Switch. Maybe they're there. <laughs> you can like have, make an avatar for yourself. I mean, like for yeah. the profile pic. But I didn't even bother with that. <laughs> yeah. So, he, he, like, Mies have a place, but I find in Smash uh, a bit out of place, a bit generic, uh, kind of almost lowering the value of smash in a way even though it's a customizable character um yeah like i didn't bother i don't bother with customizable characters and fighting games 
uh, like Soul Calibur, what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be part of it. So it just might not be our cups of tea, as they would say. Yeah. Maybe. And I've heard, I've seen people get so into character customization, especially with Soul Calibur, where they yeah. like, let's recreate um, Cloud or this character or this character. And they, they really can go so in-depth and be able to recreate these characters really, really well. And it's impressive but it's a, that's all it is to me. It's like, oh, that's cool that somebody was able to do that, but I don't want to do it myself. I'd rather have this character who has a personality to them. And I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things. So I, I'm not a, like, I never want to say, hey, you shouldn't enjoy this sort of thing. So the fact that you yeah. do enjoy this, that's awesome. I'm so glad that, you know, you can get derive enjoyment out of the Mies and recognize their importance and whatnot. It's just for me personally... I'd like to have a bit more personality, but with, you know, how many other slots available, I'm good for personality. I got plenty of characters to choose from, so I don't need to worry about the me. So we're, we can both be happy with this. <laughs> yeah. Smash kind of covers all the bases. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. especially when everybody's back. <laughs> now, imagine if the Mies had a special where they pull out a 3DS and then they take a picture of another fighter and then sort of process it. And use that as a face to mimic. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Oh, that'd be pretty good. Like, just take a picture of Ridley. What's what's Ridley look, face look like as a me? This. Oh God. <laughs> It'd be like the kind of like a purple capsule, uh, maybe with some spiky purple hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But oh goodness, yeah. There, there's there'd be interesting ways. I just you know with the fi- fighter, gunner, and uh, swordsman, I just. I was hoping for a little bit more, like, I don't know, something to give the Mies a bit more personality. But yeah, maybe that'll happen with uh, Smash Wii, uh, Smash Ultimate. We'll see. So, yeah. Yep. What about your topic, uh, Tom? Okay. I will choose this one from Mackenzie. He says, hi, all. I was wondering, other than E3, what are some of the hardest moments working for Game Explain? Okay, well, since he said other than E3, that means I can choose Penny Arcade Expo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was not as bad, but it can be. Yeah, (laughs) but for me, the hardest part was the year that we were there, and Andre's like, oh, hey, or by the way, tomorrow morning I'm going to Disney World with my family. And you were, I think, doing something too. You were on vacation. So it's just Ash and me for coverage. And Ash, he has his Mac, so he can't edit videos. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I remember this. I was like, it's like, oh no, we're like the Game Explain B team. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Ash, I remember he was talking to you, and you're like, okay, you have to do this, 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 this schedule. And I'm like, oh God, that's a lot of videos, (laughs) a lot of editing. (laughs) And. It'd be like coming back from... Oh, and to top it off, I couldn't just do the videos. I couldn't upload them at night because Andre's parents, we were staying at his parents' house and they did not have internet because they were annoyed at Comcast or something. Oh, no. (laughs) So I could edit the videos and stuff, but I had to upload them at the show or try to make finish them by 8 o'clock before, you know, everything kind of closed down and we had to head back. Uh, so that was an additional challenge behind it. So I consider <laughs> that being the most grueling experience for me at the Pinocchio Expo. And I was like, 
I was right there with you, man. I, I know it doesn't seem like it because I was off, off on vacation too, but I remember this because this was right before Andre released um, the, the analysis, the, Bre- the right. Breath of the Wild analysis. You know, the, so you had a well-deserved break, yeah, vacation because you had to help edit and like, edit some of it and like uh, trim his audio down. Oh God, I, audio, I had so. to take what probably 16 hours worth of an, of audio and edit it down to the two and a half hours that it ended up uh, the, yeah hour and a half that it ended up being or however long it was um it was ridiculous how much it was there and me and the fact was is that we just mistimed everything uh yeah. and i was like hey i'm going on this uh beach trip that i go every year with my friends here's the week bye and he's like oh well that's also the week i'm going to disney world with my family Oh no, <laughs> this is bad. So I actually ended up delaying my trip because you know he can't delay Disney World. He has the resort and everything, and I just driving down to meet my friends at a beach house. We're going to lounge, so I'm delaying, yeah. and I didn't actually get down to the beach until I was supposed to get down Saturday. I didn't get there till Monday, maybe Tuesday, maybe Tuesday morning. I can't remember. I think I maybe got there Monday night. And then woke up Tuesday morning. And then that Tuesday, I remember this because I was exhausted. I, wo- I was like, hey, everybody went out on the boat. And I'm like, I'm, I'm staying behind. I am relaxing. I am chilling. And I don't want to get out in the hot weather on a boat. So it just so happened that the, the um, Apple Mario, Keynote. Yes. Yeah. The Apple <laughs> Keynote happened. And that's when Super Mario Run was announced. Uh, randomly, we are like, okay, we should be good. There should be nothing going on. And then that freaking Super Mario Run got announced. So I had to <laughs> go into what the, what the theater room was, record. I had brought everything just in case and record the update, get all that up, uh, and help you out there. And that's while, while you're doing all the pack stuff. So... Our timing yeah. sucked that week. <laughs> I think on that Tuesday, Andre messaged me to like try to save you. He's like, "Hey, are you are you at work?" I'm like, "Yep." And he's like, "Of course you are." <laughs> I think I was already back at work after PAX. Mm. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> it was it was like wow. Like th- that was probably one of the busiest times I've ever experienced, and uh, is. Hopefully we can avoid having that happen again. Yep. <laughs> That'd be yep. really nice. Because uh, I think that was murder on all of us. <laughs> yeah, that was good. It, it makes everything seem easier. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, other other than that, other than that one really specific moment, um, the uh, the review for, oh gosh, what was it? It was, it was just this year. Um, was it? This year, or the one just last November for was oh Xenoblade? yeah, the, the the whole Xenoblade Pokemon thing, that yeah. was rough. <laughs> that was really rough. Going like marathoning Pokemon. Okay, great, done. Got all that stuff. Got all this extra stuff taken care of. Okay, now I have Xenoblade, and I'm a week behind. I gotta rush through. We gotta get through Xenoblade and have that done. And I beat that damn game before, uh, just barely before embargo, and wrote up that whole thing. And it's just like, oh my god, what the hell is with this? Uh, so that was nuts. Uh, there's also the moment where I had to go to up to New York for something, and the review was due the next morning. And I needed to, oh. time to do it. So I actually was writing up the review on the train with my – you know how big my laptop is. It's freaking huge. Yes. Not comfortable at all to try to write, write on that on a small train table like that comes down. Um, and uh, 
I wrote up the script and I got home probably about 9.30. Yeah. Recorded it, had Andre edit the audio for me and then put it together and I had that review up and ready and I was probably up until like 3, 4 a.m. trying to get that all set so I'd hit the embargo for this review and I cannot remember the game for the life of Hyrule me. Warriors maybe? Yes, yes, it was Hyrule yeah, Warriors. It was like Hyrule definitive Warriors. Definitive edition or whatever. Exactly. So what yeah. I was doing, I was before the trip, I was playing as much as I could so I had footage of it so I could work on it and edit a little bit uh, too. So, Oh, that's yeah, because... that's I, smart. Yeah, because there's also... No, I also remember the another train experience. There's a lot of these for some reason. I don't know why I keep having to edit crap on the train. Um, the uh, when I did the Inkling moveset video, uh, yeah. that was around the time of I want to say it was around the time of Pax East. So on the way up, or, or maybe back down, I can't remember which. I had. Um, had all the footage I needed other than a few things so I was plugging in as much as possible so I could just get it up and taken care of and be ready to go and I had a few, like just had to leave blank the few scraps I couldn't do without the Wi-Fi and things I needed to look up for and it was just I don't know editing on the train is not fun because there is so little room to work with it's more room than a plane but you're still very cramped and not really the ideal for me <laughs> I wonder what that train is like because I've done it on a bullet train. Oh gosh! And it was reasonable, but it wasn't editing; it was drawing. Because oh, my. I was on a bullet train at the time. Andre was reviewing Zelda: Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I want to finish animating the um, a mind-blowing review score correctly." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we kind of had a version that would have worked, and I was working on the train. But then I think eventually I checked in with Andre. It's like you think he's going to get it? Because uh, he wasn't sure at first. He's like, yeah, no, it's not going to get it. And I'm like, well, close the uh, laptop. I don't have to work. <laughs> My <laughs> work here is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got quite a bit done on a bullet train. I cannot draw on the surface on an airplane, though. Maybe if I got the uh, seat just to the left of the aisle, I'd have enough room with my right arm, but... Even still, that's the ideal seat because otherwise I'm just cramped in there next to the guy on, oh, on yeah. a plane. I mean, planes, that's, a, that's a, almost being claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. It's impossible. Uh, it's, and, you know, the shaking all around, I can only imagine. And it's Seat been, goes down. Exactly. That happens. You're done. <laughs> like, you yeah. can't do much. Uh, it, it's, it, it can be really rough. Um, i trying to think of any other moments that are just like kind of nightmarish <laughs> trying to get certain things done i guess uh, how how bad was it for you tom because you had to make all that art for the making the case videos like, we, like how, was gonna, how was constant like, was it <laughs> i was gonna like we don't talk about making the case anymore <laughs> uh <laughs> vietnam flashbacks oh man <laughs> i fear that the first one might have been the toughest even though the other just because of what was required and I had already spent like many eight to ten hour days just drawing the toad move set. Oh right. Yeah, do like I had worked on it like one. the week and then the final two days were like, well we need settings and Andre's like, we need me and we need Derek. So that's why you don't have many move sets because I had to draw the setting, Andre and you uh, within two days. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. I cannot That's, believe you got all that done. 
Yeah, well, I guess it's thanks to, you know, having the reference with Phoenix Wright, but I just started doing the bare minimum. Uh, later on with Ash and John, I kind of expanded as much as possible earlier on, so there's not as much of a last-minute rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then it was like till 4 a.m. drawing <laughs> the day before it came out. So that was like, and I was up, I was up by eight for sure drawing. Yeah. So that is what? Like <laughs> uh, eight, 18 hours? Something like that. Yeah. Oh my so God. That was a long day. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, all of us have had at least one experience where we were just up till four in the morning working on something yeah um sometimes with reviews it'd be up to like three in the morning or four uploading and then i would still have work the next day so i would have like three hours sleep but uh just the fact of making a case and like looking forward to how it turned out that didn't make it so bad Uh, and like being excited for the project Mm -hmm. Uh, actually seeing the other results Yeah, the other ones, like before E3, those are definitely tougher for me before E3 because it's like, oh, just go around and get smash footage and do some interviews. Like, okay, la, la, la. (laughs) It's not actually that hard. Yeah, this is is simple. Yeah, this is easy compared to you just (laughs) sitting down and like buckling down and getting it done. So, Mm. uh, but definitely before E3, there was the Luigi moveset video and make the case. So it was good the week before I did a lot of work on John but then it's like yeah I didn't because of Luigi's moveset I didn't have time to draw Ridley so it's good we can just use footage for what moves would be like other than the scenes of Ridley in the courtroom yeah it's uh, makes it nice we can actually use footage of a character and I think for the second one we did uh, we used a lot more footage yeah. and didn't have to have you draw I don't think you had to draw Waddle I think you draw you drew Waddle D twice yeah, it. that was a big time saver. It was that and uh, just more character advancement with Ash. So. <laughs> Him and his coffee. <laughs> yeah, fleshing out. So we actually have more technology in the works if we ever do another making a case where it should be another step up. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. If, I think Andre says we are going to do more. But Maybe. just taking a break right now. Yeah, exactly. I, I have. I think we all have projects where just sort of they got kind of push to the side because of E3 yeah. and everything going on and I, I again my move I haven't it's kind of hard to focus on big projects when I'm <laughs> trying to get other big projects done in real life so yeah Fun. you have your move I got to work more on Carpoon again since E3 so oh, nice yeah it works out yeah definitely so I've been yeah yeah uh, well, I'm going to just grab one more quick question before we end this okay. off here. We have a little bit of time. Um, this comes from Na- uh, Max Sanabria, who says, Hello, Game Explained. First time asker, long time follower on YouTube. That's amazing. I love that old old school radio <laughs> reference. Um, uh, what do you usually do when a new game in a series is, uh, is released, but you haven't played the previous ones? I think I know a bit of how some of you do it, but I want a general answer. Uh, is it better to start from the beginning of the series, uh, uh, his, by his choice, by the way, uh, or do you go into the new game right away? If you do, do you return later to the old ones? Of course, I'm talking in game series that does not follow a single story, but are somehow related, uh, like Final Fantasy, Persona, etc., and I thought this was an interesting choice because uh, an interesting question because I recently went through something similar with um, the uh, yeast games, which Ash reviewed the eighth one says it's really good and I want to pick it up, 
But when I was, again, at too many games, I decided to pick up a bunch of the old games. So I picked up East Origin, the East game on PS2. Um, East, I had East 1 and 2 on the uh, Wii U eShop, or the Wii eShop, I think, from thanks to the Turbo Graphics. And I kind of got into the series through that. I haven't played any of them yet, but... For something like that, like Final Fantasies or Personas or even Yeast, you can start anywhere and you, you'll you be fine. But it does, if I do enjoy the game, it does make me want to go back to the previous ones and see what they were all about. I, I, I like going back and discovering how games got from point, point A to point B. Uh, how do you usually do it, Tom? I think I agree sort of with that where I don't feel like I have to play that old game right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I enjoy the latest one, I'm like, well, maybe I should fill in those gaps. And my recent experiences with Metroid, I was playing Metroid Samus Returns, and you know, John has his under the super scope, and he's been talking about Metroid more, and mentioning about some of uh, mentioning how Ridley being kind of reborn in. Uh, Metroid Other M. Mm-hmm. And so I picked that one up uh, just to play through later. And I certainly hope, thank God, I hope not for playing uh, Federation Force. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Federation Force is pretty good. It just needs some people to play with, that's all. Yeah, so, and I feel bad about that one too because yeah, Next Level Games, one of my favorite Nintendo developers. But, mm-hmm. like, go figure that Retro and Next Level Games both made a Metroid, but. It's sort of like one of those games where you go, like, that game didn't happen. I can kind of turn a blind eye to it. Uh, but, yeah, definitely going back and filling those holes later on is how I like to do it. Uh, in these games, though, they're not really as... Like, they're a bit story-driven, but I'm pretty sure you could play them not oh, yeah. as much. I haven't played a series, like, let's say... Let's say I just wanted to dive into Kingdom Hearts. You know, I'd, <laughs> I'd be missing out on a lot. Uh, but I have been known to do things like... There's a Firefly movie, I think it's called Serenity. Oh, yeah, Serenity. I watched that without seeing the series. Perfectly enjoyed it. All my friends are like, you're weird. So. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of designed so you could enjoy it without watching the series. So yeah. that's good. That's actually kind of cool that you were able to do that. Um, yeah. Really, yeah, just really neat. Uh, the funny thing is, is, like, Nier Automata is one as well. I could jump. I could have jumped right into Nier Automata, and I probably would have. Except yeah. I already owned the original Nier, so I was like, you know what, I'll play that first. And, uh, yeah. and that was one of the few times, like, I think if I didn't already own it, I would have I would have just played Automata first. But you also run the risk of, hey, you played this new game that fixes a lot of issues, and uh, it's just good, and it's just fixed, you know, it's just better. Uh do you really want to go back and play the original and deal with all of its issues? <laughs> or it gets to the point you can never go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it makes it a little harder. I know one of the things, like I'd like to go back and play Persona 3, for example, at some point. But I also yeah. know that I you don't have full control of your party in that game, uh, oh. which is weird to me. But it's, it's, it's also weird to me. It's like, oh, I don't like that. But then I think, well, I don't have full control of my party in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 or, well, any of the Xenoblade games or, you know, Final Fantasy 15, and I don't mind it there. Why don't I mind it there? And I guess it's because it's in the way the camera set up and the action set up where it's not necessarily turn-based like Persona is. I think that's what yeah. throws me off. But, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Could be, and I was thinking too. Uh, something nice side note with 
me saying Metroid Samus Returns. Now, I had played Metroid 2 back in the day, and I wonder if people, if they played a remake of a game, if they ever feel like playing the original, or Ooh. if they have to. Sometimes I feel like that's, that, that's interesting enough. Like, I... Like, I got the Castlevania Chronicles on PlayStation 1, not realizing yeah. that that was a remake of the original original Castlevania. And then I went and played the original Castlevania and still was able to appreciate what it did and how, how it was different. Um, that kind of thing. And I guess even Super Castlevania 4 is a remake, which is weird to think about. <laughs> what? It's a remake of the first one? Yeah. It's a re- it's a remake of it's a basically a retelling of the first one. You're Simon Belmont just going through, and you just have a lot more options. But yeah, it's it's telling the exact same story. It's uh, the lesser talked about Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, the original Castlevania has been remade a few times. <laughs> I guess like it's in a castle. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, the basis exactly. right there. They all they all feel pretty unique in their own way. So yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of any like if I played the original and it made me want to go back and like played a remake and then made me want to go back back and play the original. And I can't think of any off the top of my head. Because a lot of times I'd play the original first for most yeah, games. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to play a remake usually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Nope, can't think of any, but... Nope. Speaking of remakes, I can't wait for the Spyro and, uh, uh, Reignited trilogy. That'll be fun. Oh, when does that come out? September, along with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> sort so. of a force wave from Red Dead Redemption to... <laughs> Oh god, yeah. I, you know, I keep forgetting about Red Dead Redemption. Just like I don't, I don't know why that game is not. I love the first one. The second one is just not sticking with me. Don't know why. But hopefully, it helps uh, with uh, you, uh, with uh, with uh, you, Max, and uh, figure some things out. But for the most part, if you don't need to know, I think you can just jump right into it, no problem, and still enjoy yourself. Uh, yeah. Theoretically, the game should give you all the information you need to know. Or, I mean, it's a good thing a lot of games like Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest uh, don't follow a long-standing story because uh, it get a little confusing after a while. It actually was rather impressive when I, when I found out that uh, East has the same protagonist in every game and they still make it, um, you know, sort of episodic in nature. Like that's a really good idea to keep wow. that. That I, like, it's just like, hey, here's this adventure with this character, rather than here's this epic tale of him saving the world every time. No, it's just a, here's this little tale. Yeah, more like a Saturday morning cartoon, I guess. Yeah, cartoon okay. series. Yeah, which is which is cool. Yeah, and I was gonna say Max as well. I guess you know if you can't go back and track down the old game. Uh, speaking of YouTube, maybe a streamer you know has played the game on the weekend. You can uh, watch a. a playthrough of the game you never know <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> perfect <laughs> oh goodness but um yeah well i think that takes care of it for episode 107 of the game explained real talk podcast as always thank you guys so much for listening each and every week and supporting us especially on patreon where again we can uh can help us out by just uh spending a dollar a month getting these podcasts three days early every friday as well as offer up, uh, offering up topics like the ones we just had and getting access to our VIP room for our, for our Discord. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week for episode 108. Until then, 
Bye. Pause. Goodbye. <laughs>